What's, What's up, up everybody? everybody? We are live. Welcome back to the Mindset Mogul Podcast. How are you doing today, Brad? I am doing great. Feeling grateful to be back on the pod. It's been maybe our longest break since our last longest break, but this is maybe five days. And so four and a half days too long. Yeah. <laughs> I missed you, man. I missed you yeah. a lot. <laughs> I am very grateful too. That's what we do at the beginning of every episode now. We ask you to take a moment just to think about something that you're grateful for. Set the tone right. Set the energy right to consume this content and listen to this episode. We all have something to be grateful for, whether it's something specific that has happened to you in the past few days or just the fact that you may have running water and a meal to eat today. But we like to center on gratitude before getting going. So Brad, very grateful to be here with you today and I'm looking forward to the episode. Today, we are going to just kind of talk for a few minutes and take accountability. So if you guys have been listening from the beginning, we've kind of found our footing in this podcast and we're still finding it, but we do accountability episodes. We do Q&A episodes. We're going to start a couple different types of episodes that we brainstormed on last week before this break and looking forward to doing those as well. But today we're going to do an accountability episode. We're just going to kind of talk about the last weeks of our lives and what we've done well, what we can improve on, and any lessons that have come from there. So if you guys do get value out of this episode, we ask that you please share and leave a review, follow us if you're on Apple or Spotify or any of those podcast platforms. If you're on YouTube, please give us a subscribe and like and comment. We really, really appreciate that. That's what's going to help us grow. And it's fun right now while we have little numbers to watch all that engagement come in. So thank you very much for that. And by the way, if you have a question, you can email it into support at mindsetmogul.com or leave it as a comment on the YouTube channel. So now that we got that over with, Brad, let's jump in, brother. So just curious, what have you been up to uh, the past few days? You went out of town. I forgot for what, but you went to LA, right? Went to LA and then drove down to San Diego. First was to meet my girlfriend in LA. She was working down there. And then it was easier for us to drive down than fly to San Diego for uh, a friend's trip for the weekend. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, it was good. I'm still doing 75 hard or the... I'm finishing out what would be 75 hard if I hadn't failed it on day 50. But this was the first trip I've ever taken in my entire life where I haven't drinking. And then also, now that I've done 75 hard on prior trips, but where I adhered to a program during a period of time where I was supposed to be having fun and hanging out with people. And so me did personally- still have fun? I did still have fun. That's And key. it is key. These are like friends that I've been friends with a long time. Although candidly, it's interesting and I don't want to get us too off track here, but my relationship with a lot of my friends and I'm just, this is me just going off the top of my head and it's an interesting one, but this weekend was good evidence that I'm not only friends with these people when we drink because a lot of my friends for a long time, most of our social situations have always centered around drinking and it is a lot of fun and I still get genuine human connection out of those situations, but it was really good to see that I could have a weekend with people like they were drinking. No one was getting crazy though. There were two babies there, but I wasn't drinking and I still got a lot out of the conversations we've had, still had fun. Just really, it was a lot of sitting around and hanging out and catching up. And so being able to do that, not having to have alcohol as part of the situation was extremely encouraging just from like 
a life standpoint, my own personal social skills standpoint, self-control standpoint. And so as far as this 75 hard and using it as, I'll call it a pivot point for my entire life and at least giving me the optionality to handle situations however I see fit in that moment, but not feel totally drawn in to do whatever the prior version of myself would have done, which is probably drink more than everybody else and get crazy, even in like a low key scenario. This was a big step forward for me, I think this weekend. So this was an accountability check I was looking forward to. That's awesome. It's cool that you said, I like what you said about how you realize that these friendships are more than just when you're drinking, because that is true that a lot of the time, especially when you're, I think of all ages, actually, a lot of the time, your entire relationship is based around drinking because that's the only time you see people. And it's like, what do you talk about if you're not drinking? Can I still have a good time with these people? So the fact that you determined that I think is a huge value in itself. And obviously testing yourself, being around that environment and still sticking to your routine is, is awesome. So good job on that. You got the two workouts done a day and everything. There was more walking than average in terms of what the workouts were. And I don't know, it might have been a sleep thing just because I wasn't in my own bed, but I was feeling gassed just physically, which was interesting because I was doing less relative to like the harder workouts that I do at home. But yeah, every box got checked during the weekend as far as like water, food. Honestly, food was harder than the alcohol was for two reasons. One, I had to do planning. Like we, fortunately we had a car. So I like rolled into Whole Foods before we got to the Airbnb. And so there was just a bunch of Brad snacks there. Like I had eggs, <laughs> sauerkraut, a bunch of nuts. And I told everyone, don't touch this. Okay. They're like, this is mine. <laughs> I told the babies to stay away from it. Uh, and so, yeah, you had to decide to set myself up for success because everyone's like eating pizza and chips and like, you know, having things you'd eat when you drink a little bit. And it's like, when you're sitting around all day, you snack a lot. That was the one thing that I, in hindsight, like the most rigorous version of myself wasn't present was, uh, I was snacking on nuts too much and honestly do not eat too many almonds in one sitting because it ends up being very uncomfortable to digest all of the nuts. And so I didn't break whole 30, but I definitely ate nuts past a point of comfort. So there's still some learnings that came out of this, but overall it was an encouraging weekend for building evidence for myself that I'm the type of person that can go to these things and do whatever it is that I say I'm going to do. That's awesome. I agree. The food thing for me is harder than the liquor. What's even harder than that, you know, San Francisco to LA is a short flight, but the water, man, that's the biggest problem for me is drinking water, traveling. I'm peeing every 30 minutes. 100%. And that's brutal when you're on the plane, especially yeah. if it's like a four and a half hour flight and you're on a window seat. <laughs> but Yeah. That's its own good mental training of this is like a charisma exercise is like, how often can you inconvenience other people? Not in like a way that truly negatively impacts people, but just like, you know, minor inconvenience, awkward interactions. Can you put yourself through before you're like, I've had enough and having to pee five times on a plane ride. It's great charisma training to have to keep asking people over and over <laughs> again to all get out to let you through. And so there are times on planes where I've actually started to, I'll lean into that. Anytime I even got to pee a little bit, I'm like, I'm going to ask him charisma training. I need to practice having these awkward interactions so that like, you know, when it's something that matters, I'm unshakable. 
I like the way you frame that. That makes a lot of sense. I think about that all the time before I hop on a flight because, I mean, being able to work from home, I pee literally every 30 minutes. So, well, now you guys know about my <laughs> bladder schedule. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, that's cool, dude. I'm happy that you, you stuck to the plan. I'm sure you feel good after doing that. And yeah, anything else that stuck out to you over the weekend or... Nothing that stuck out to me over the weekend. It's just fun. This is rolling now into my last week of 75 hard. I end on Friday. And so this last week, I'm definitely have turned up the notch on the workouts. And even like, it's my last week where I'm like, I've ebbed and flowed a little bit with how hard I'm cutting, but I'm like this week, I'm just going balls to the wall because it's the last week of 75 hard. And so uh, we'll see how significant the shredding gets by the end of the week. Nice. Do you have a plan for what you're going to do after? Yeah. Not yet. I'll take a couple of days and then after we're going to, I'm going to start doing keto, like a 70, 30, 70% fat, 30% protein diet, just because I'll still be lifting. And so I want to, versus doing like a 90, 10, the goal of that primarily going to be mental acuity focus and optimizing for general energy level while still having rigorous habitual exercise. But I would say of the two, I'm optimizing for mind and then like if i lose some muscle mass as a function of it i'm willing to make that sacrifice to a certain extent to see what i can achieve mentally very cool okay yeah awesome well thank you for sharing all that real quick just to conclude on your weekend the fact that you traveled being around people drinking still stuck to your routine didn't drink just proves to yourself something about you that you are capable of doing anything that you want in any environment, in any situation. And it's inspiring for me to see you do that because for me, traveling is the hardest thing. Whether I'm meeting friends with babies or I'm meeting, I'm going on a business event where it's going to be all alcohol. It doesn't matter. Traveling in general is just the hardest for me to stay on routine, eating, drinking, working out, water, reading, all the things, hardest thing for me to do while traveling. So it, it makes me really happy to hear that you did that and it inspires me to do better when I travel. Anyways, yeah, I think for me, I stuck to my plan. I think the, yesterday was a real interesting day. I woke up at three in the morning and I never went back to sleep. And I went to bed Dude, at like 1230. It was brutal. Do you know, did you like have caffeine or something too late? Were you able to pinpoint what happened? You know, I... I think two things. One, I drank wine the night before for the first time. And you're saying like the same night, like at 8 p.m., you were having a glass of wine and you woke up at three that night. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that definitely can do it. I never sleep well after I have wine. So I know that, but I usually don't. That was different. I think it was that paired with just this little underlying anxiety that I had about a personal issue I was going through with one of my friends that I'll talk about on another pod. But I think the combo of just like waking up from the wine and I didn't get drunk or anything. It's just if I have one glass of wine, I sleep like shit. And that's why I try not to drink wine much anymore because just I don't know what it is. I love wine, but I sleep like shit. So that Paired with the little underlying anxiety from the other stuff, I think just kept me up. And finally, I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try to go back to sleep anymore. And I just got up. I went and did my outdoor cardio. I was like, I'll take a nap midday. 
never took a nap, worked until 7 p.m. <laughs> and uh, it was one of those days where I like, kind of like you in the, you know, going on a trip and proving to yourself that you can do it. It was like, I woke up and when I decided to go out for my morning cardio and not go back to sleep, I figured I would have a very short day, like only operating on a couple hours of sleep. You know, I'm just gonna, whatever. I'm, I'm going to have a short day. I'm going to end it early. And I pushed through until the very end of the day. I was extremely productive the entire day. I got way more done than I was planning on getting done. And it's just one of those lessons to myself of like, I am capable of anything that I want to do. I probably was capable of going back to sleep if I really tried hard enough. I was capable of working the entire day on little sleep. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to like, what with the story that we tell ourselves really does become true. And in the beginning of the day, I was going to have a short day. And throughout the day, I started telling myself a different story. You know what? I can do this. I'm fine. I'm going to push through. I'm going to manage. And uh, that's what I did. So that felt good. Can I chime in one thing on that? Please do. I've been, which I try to like name as many things as possible now in our mindset journey to be like, that's an X type of situation. And so you're right. So you get up in the morning, and you're like, I don't know where this day is going to lead. Or you actually like have semi already made the decision that you're going to have a short day. But then at the critical moment when you would call it and have a short day, you decide to take that extra step and keep going. And I've been calling that mastering critical moments, basically the actual decision point of when you're going to quit. And then you just keep going. It was like I was doing a, a run today and at minute 30, I was like, man, I really don't feel like running anymore. But I had 15 more minutes in the jog. And it's like every minute in that jog was mastering a critical moment of being like, I could stop right now, but I'm going to keep going. And so I think mastering those critical moments, like that whole day was just a great exercise in conditioning yourself to fall on the right side of the fence for getting what you want. Dude, I love that. Mastering critical moments. It's so true because those decisions do literally happen in moments. Like there was moments where I was like, I'm going to shut my computer. I'm going to take a nap. And in that moment, I was like, I'm going to wait a little while. I'm going to get this one more thing done. And then I would get that one thing done and I would continue for a while because I would feel good. And then two hours later, I'd be like, okay, another one of those moments. I'm going to shut the computer and take a nap. And then boom, same thing. You know, what? I'm just going to get this one thing done and I would turn back on the flow state. So yeah, I like that. Mastering moments, critical moments. That's what you said? Yeah, mastering yeah. critical moments. But honestly, we could, we'll workshop it. No, it's true though. Well, what do we always say, right? Like the decision to change takes a long time, but the change is instant. It's like, I could think about stopping work for a long time, but in that moment, if I can decide to continue, that moment makes up for a lot. So... It's interesting then how like you can kind of start to just discount all of your thoughts about everything because you're like, unless that thought is at the moment of when I need to take the action, it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't really matter if you think about how you're going to work out. All that matters is that or how you don't want to work out. Either one. Both of those thoughts are meaningless. The only thing that matters is when you tie your shoes or when you walk out the door or when you walk into the gym or when you pick up the weight, like the difference between that inaction and that action, you start to realize that. It's really just mastering taking action right at the time that you need to and then recognizing everything else is fluff. True. So it's funny you say that now that you're explaining it too. One of the things that I have identified about myself and I share with other people when I talk to them is 
nobody's going to want to work out, blah, blah, blah. But there's going to be a little part of you that does want to work out. And as soon as that little part of you shows up, go take advantage of it and go. <laughs> as soon as you have, you know, you have 80,000 thoughts a day or whatever. If 79,999 of them are, I don't want to work out, but one of them is I want to go work out, act in that exact moment and just go do it because that moment may not come back. So yeah, mastering that critical moment and making the right decision is huge. Yeah, I think other than that, I've been just had a lot of work going on. I think I told you we're doing this thing in our business today where we had a consultant come in to implement the EOS, which is, it was really cool. And I'll share about that on like a business pod we do or something like that. And I'll talk to you about it separately, but really cool. Just been working a lot and it's taking time out of when I typically do my workout. So I'm going to have to go do my workout after this, but getting it done, feeling good and excited to be back recording these pods. Sorry, I don't have too much more to talk about today, but I just wanted to jump on and, you know, go back and forth for a little bit, hear about your weekend. And yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to talk about today, but no, I think this is good. I think doing these, this podcast essentially gives us an opportunity to model the behavior of a mindset mogul. And doing weekly check-ins, no matter how long they are, with yourself or even better with another person who's on the same path as you are, you got like that's table stakes to make sure you stay consistent. And even just having this and knowing I got to come talk on them is a constant. You're building our own like dopamine reward system. If I, you know, I show up here and I get rewarded to talk about doing a good job, and so. Use this pot as a model for your own life. Me and Brad had a really good conversation before we even turned the recording on, which we're, we got to get better about including those things in our pod. But this would have been an hour long pod if we included. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we can call it for now and we'll be back with probably a Q&A episode tomorrow. So tune in. If you guys enjoyed the show, if you get value from us, please like, comment, share, subscribe all the things and we would really really appreciate it thank you so much and we will see you in the next one take care take care